Welcome to A Faithful God Ministry. It is truly an honor to be here with you today. Whether you're listening to us online or watching us online or listening to us through our, our podcast, Spiritual Tea Podcast, it is truly a blessing. You are an amazing blessing to us here at A Faithful God Ministry. With that, let's begin. First and foremost, I want you to know that God loves you passionately and faithfully. And then let's give all glory be to God for blessing us this week. Because see, no matter how hard the test was this week, no matter how hard the news was this week, no matter how hard the circumstances was this past week, we made it. We're here today and let's give them all praise and glory. Yes, thank you, Lord. Thank you for your goodness. Amen. Amen. Are you ready? Are you ready to receive the good news today? It is my pleasure to bring you the good news of hope, love, encouragement, and faith in God. It is written that the good news does not come to you by word only. No, it doesn't. But it comes with power and through the Holy Spirit. Now, see, I cannot change your current situation. I cannot do that. I cannot do that. But what I can do is point you to the one who can. Amen. Amen. My goal today is to bring the light of God into the darkest and the hardest areas on your pathway, on your journey. Because see, what we have to do, we have to turn on the light to get rid of the dark. And that's what I'm going to do today. The title of my message today is Equitable Actions equitable actions and I'm going to spill all the spiritual tea about strengthening strengthening our relationship with God so with that let's pray dear Heavenly Father thank you thank you for another day for your glory thank you for breathing life and light into each and every single one of us thank you for the blood of Jesus that gives me the privilege to come before you boldly today God, I recognize there is no better plan in this world than yours. And I pray for your will to be done in all areas of our lives that are empty and depleted. I pray for every person watching and listening right now, wherever they are, that you meet them. Meet them where they are to experience you. Fill their lives, fill their hearts and minds with you and your love. I pray that you cover the message today. For it is your truth. Cover it with your light and grace. You are a supernatural God doing supernatural things in this world. And I pray that you use me, use us in a supernatural way to feel your presence today. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. All in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. So I want to start. Before I begin my message, I want to start with a short, funny story. One day, a teacher, a garbage man, and a lawyer, they all wound up together at the pearly gates. St. Peter was at the pearly gates, and he informed them that in order to get into heaven, they would each need to answer one question. So St. Peter addressed the teacher first, and he asked, what was the name of the ship that crashed into the iceberg? And he gave the hint. They made a big movie about it. The teacher answered quickly, and he says, that would be the Titanic. So St. Peter let him through. Let him through the gate. St. Peter then turned to the garbage man and figuring heaven really didn't need all the odors that this guy was about to bring. So St. Peter decided to make the question a little bit harder. And so he asked the garbage man, how many people died on the ship? 
And fortunately for him, the garbage man, the garbage man had just seen the movie on TBS. And so he answered, 1,228 he answered. That's right, you may enter. And so St. Peter then turned to the lawyer and he asked the lawyer, name them all. <laughs> so again, the title of my message is Equitable Actions. And the word equitable means just, fair, reasonable, equity. And equity means fair and partial value. And today I'm going to, I'm going to share reasonable, valuable actions for having an equitable, meaningful relationship with God. So a little bit of back context, a little bit of back context with this. Currently at my work, we are in process of forming a DEI committee, Diverse Equity and Inclusion Committee, to support our board, our staff, community, and the people that we serve. And at this particular time in the world, at this particular time in the world, we are, all of us, are becoming part of history due to the pandemic and the racial injustice right now. And as an organization, as an organization that serves mostly marginalized communities, we felt it was our responsibility to begin the structuralization of self-awareness, self-reflection, opening dialogue, having courageous conversations, and capacity building specifically around diversity, equity, and inclusion. And see, I've been honored. I've been honored during this time with these, all these conversations to have numerous conversations with different people from top executives at favorable public companies to people who provide guidance and the knowledge and the skills specifically in this area. And one company we, we met with recently believes that the journey of true diversity, equity, and conclusion begins with dialogue. It begins with dialogue that sustained conversations, sustained conversation creates radical, radical empathy and pivots, and pivots the world. When people are valued, they want to add value. Correct? Correct. And see, this is the same for us. This is the same for us and our relationship with God. See, we are spiritually marginalized. We are spiritually marginalized without God, without God. We hold, we do not hold any equity or value without him. We do not hold any equity or value without him. But see, God, God has an equitable interest for each and every single one of us, for each and every single one of us. Correct? Correct. See. Each of us, each of us is worthy. We're worthy in the eyes of God. And he has equitable interests, all rights and powers over us in our lives. And I want you to know, I want you to know that you are valued. You are valued. You are worthy. You are worthy. So you can begin to add value. You begin to add equity. You begin to add substance to your relationship with God. So this is what I'm gonna to do today. Today I'm gonna to share part one, part one of equitable actions, equitable actions to help you structure, structure, to lay down the framework and help you structure a meaningful, sustainable relationship with God. Okay, okay. So number one, number one, again, we're talking about equitable actions. So number one, 
The first action is turning, turning, turning to God, turning to God. And throughout my actions, I'm going to refer to Thessalonians. So the first one is turning to God, and I'm referring to verse, I'm referring to chapter 1, verse 9. And it tells us that they turned, they turned to the living and true God from their idols. See, the people of Thessalonia had separate gods for everything. They had separate gods for everything. They had gods of war and love, earth and sea, pleasure and anger, heaven and hell. And see, the ancient Greek religion, which was adopted by the Romans, was willing to add gods. They were always willing to add gods, but they did not ever want to subtract gods. Yet when the Thessalonians, who are now in the church, when they had met the one and true God through Jesus Christ, they had rejected. They rejected all those former gods, all those former gods. And see, see, currently people have separate gods. Currently we have separate gods, right? We have separate gods that we are serving. Money, addiction, anxiety, discouragement, envy, pride. We have separate gods that we're serving. And these represents desires. Desires and wants, not needs. Correct? Correct. But see, we need to be more like the Thessalonians, right? We need to be more like them and subtract and remove all those idols, remove all those distractions and only serve the one in true high. Correct? Correct. Correct. All right. So number one was turning, turning to God, turning to God. And the second equitable action is receiving, receiving, receiving the word of God. And verse in chapter 2, verse 13, it tells us that we always thank God. We always thank God when we hear the word of God. We believe it because we do not receive it as from men, but we receive it as the word of God. See, that is what it is, right? It is, it is at work in the lives of those who believe, right? The word is at work in the lives of those who believe, meaning... Our words, our own words, our words form a shaky foundation. It forms a shaky foundation for faith. And see, God's truth, what that does is it provides the framework and the foundation for our faith. It provides the framework and foundation for our faith. See, our faithfulness, our faithfulness strengthens this foundation. And the one key element is trust. The one key element is trust. See, only God can be fully trusted. Only God can be fully trusted. And it's only when his word is trusted that results are produced in our hearts and in our lives. Correct? Correct. Are you still with me? Good. Okay. Good. So James 1.18 tells us, by, tells us by his own will, he brought us into being through the word of truth so that we should have first place among all his creatures and all his beings. So that was number two. Number one was turning, turning to God. Number two was receiving, receiving the word. And number three is dwelling, dwelling. Number three is dwelling, dwelling in God. See, when we turn to God, that was the first one. When we turn to God, that's the first one. We receive the word of truth second one receive 
And then what happens, we then dwell in God. See, that's our resting place. That's our resting place. That's our sweet spot. That's where we want to be. We want to dwell in God. And so I want to focus briefly, since that's our sweet spot, right? I want to focus briefly on dwelling in God. See, there are times, there are times when we become super hyper-focused on our circumstances, that we become lost and disconnected from God. We begin to lose self-control, self-control. This is when we begin to think of solutions and remedies ourselves, right? We begin to think of how to fix things ourselves and remedies for ourselves, right? Instead of turning and receiving. See, you have to understand, you have to understand, you have to understand, this is important. The enemy knows your name, just like God knew your name before when you was in the room. The enemy knows it too. He knows your weaknesses. He's a deceiver and a liar. And as soon as he, as he sees where your focus is and who is not on anymore, he comes in. He comes in slowly to change your reality further away from God, further away from God. See, what he does is he begins to deceive you. He begins to deceive you into believing that your actions, that your actions are equitable, that your actions are for God. But see, you got to understand. You have to understand. If your actions are for God, your dwelling place will always be in God and not your circumstances. Amen? Amen. Now, in verse, in chapter 1, verse 1, Paul says that, the church which is in the God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what it says. So I want to briefly says, um, says I want to briefly look at the story. I want to briefly look at the story when John the Baptist baptized Jesus. So when Jesus came out of the waters, right? John baptized Jesus. And when Jesus came out of the waters, the Holy Spirit came down from heaven in form of a dove. And the dove remained on Jesus. The dove dwelled on Jesus. The Holy Spirit came down and stayed on Jesus. The Holy Spirit was dwelling with Jesus in Jesus. It's living through Jesus. The Holy Spirit is living through Jesus. The Spirit of the living God resides within Jesus. See, because John told us, he said this, the one who sent me to baptize with water told me that when I saw the Holy Spirit descend and remained on someone, that person is the one who will, who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. And when John points out Jesus to the two other, two other of his disciples, John's disciples, they leave John. They leave John and they begin to follow Jesus. And that's when they ask Jesus, the two disciples ask Jesus, where are you going? Where are you going? Basically, they're asking them, where are you staying? Where are you dwelling? And here's how Jesus answered them with a simple invite. Okay, so this is in my mind. Jesus didn't really say this, but in my mind, this is, I think this is how Jesus, because again, I have a very vivid imagination. So in my mind, I say, I feel like that this is what Jesus said to the disciples when they asked them, where are you going? Where are you dwelling? And I feel like Jesus answered them with this, this simple invite. Well, funny you should ask. You see, I've chosen to dwell with you all. Come and see where I dwell. 
Come and see, and, I'll show, and I shall show you the heart of God. And see, when we begin to make equitable actions, equitable actions by turning, receiving, and dwelling, we begin to transform. We begin to transform. We begin to transform our thinking, our habits, our spirit to be for God. And see, by making equitable actions, we begin to discover who God really is and who we are, who we really are to God. And this discovery, what happens is it it transfers us, right? It transforms us. It affects us. See, for example, just like a physical relationship, just like a physical relationship, when we have a relationship with someone, when we have a physical relationship with someone, we dwell with that person. We dwell with that person. We stay. We remain. We stay with that person. We learn from that person. We lean on that person. Our perspectives are molded by their perspectives. We change. We change. Correct? Correct. I have a really good story. A really, really awesome story to share that points to this. That points to the point of, that points to that makes good points about a simple invitation of come and see, a simple invitation of dwelling with someone to see their perspectives. Because everybody, everyone has a different perspective, right? To see their perspectives and how if we just turn, receive and dwell, how we can be changed, how our lives can be changed, how our perspectives can be changed. So I'm gonna share this story with you. And it's a powerful story. A powerful story with a simple invite of come and see. And this is a true story. This is a true story by about a person, a man named Derek Black. See, Derek Black, Derek Black was born steep, steep inside a world of hate. Derek's father is Don Black. Don was a Grand Wizard in the Ku Klux Klan. He is also the creator of the white nationalist website, Stormfront. And see, Derek's grandfather is none other than David Duke, also a former Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. And so from an early age, from an early age, Derek was seen as the heir, a parent to the white nationalist movement. And at age 10, Derek learned computer code. He learned computer code. And he began to write the children's page on his father's Stormfront website. But after receiving an associate's degree from a community college, Derek decided that he wanted to pursue, he wanted to pursue a degree in in medieval European history. And so he enrolled, he enrolled at a college, a new, it was called New College of Florida. And it was a liberal arts college with strong history department, right? And so when Derek arrived at New College, he quickly sensed that if people there knew of his white nationalist views, he would be excluded. He would be excluded. And so he kept that part of his life secret, kept it secret. But at the same time, he continued his involvement with the white nationalist movement. He participated in a talk show with his, with the, with a talk show that his father had produced. And he continued his, his involvement in the Stormfront website. So essentially, Derek was leading dual, dual lives. 
one as a college student and the other as the anticipated leader of the white nationalist movement. But eventually, the people at his college discovered. They discovered Derek's white nationalist leanings. And it was exactly as he predicted. Derek was completely excluded from his classmates. All except for one. All except for one. Matthew Stevenson. Matthew Stevenson was a classmate of Derek's. They met their freshman year. And the two of them had kindled a friendly connection. And see, Stevenson, Matthew Stevenson, was the only Orthodox Jew enrolled at New College. And so every Friday evening, Stevenson held a dinner, a Jewish dinner. And he, he invited people to join him, other classmates, other peers to join him. And it was a, divide, a diverse group of people who gathered around this table. There were African-Americans, African Latinos, atheists, Christians. And after Derek's white nationalist beliefs came to light, Steven, Stevenson told his friends that he was thinking about inviting Derek to join them for dinner. Now see, you can imagine, you can imagine, they weren't very happy about the idea. But nobody believed that a white nationalist would ever come to dinner of an Orthodox Jew. So they agreed. They agreed. Because they didn't believe he would ever come. But see, you got to understand at this point, Derek was extremely lonely. He had been excluded. His exclusion had cut him off socially. So when the invitation came, Derek accepted. So week after week, he returned to the, to the Friday dinner. Matthew had invited Derek to dwell with him. He invited, come and see. And see, when people dwell with others, what happens? They change. They change. And as time went on, the, the diverse group around the dinner table began to ask Derek about his white nationalist beliefs. They began to have open dialogue. They began to have what you would call courageous conversations. And so they shared their own beliefs. And with time, Derek's views on race and white nationalism changed. In fact, they completely reversed. They completely reversed. He publicly renounced his white nationalist past and he apologized for any harm his actions may have caused. May have caused. See, the invitation the invitation to dwell with another can have radical, radical effects, radical effects. It changes us. It changes us. It can change us. Just like Stevenson gave a simple invitation to Derek Black to come and see. Jesus, Jesus gave us a simple invitation too of come and see. See, that simple inv invite simple invite will make dramatic effects in our lives. That simple invite has the power to give us the peace and the joy beyond our understanding. Beyond our understanding. Beyond our understanding. Understand. Think about it. Look what it did in the lives of Andrew and Peter. 
Look what it did in their lives. With that simple invite, come and see, and with equitable actions, they went from being a fisherman to fisher of men. Their lives were forever changed, and so can yours be too. Amen? Amen. Amen. I want to close with a prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for your truth today. Open us, our minds, hearts, and spirits to experience you in every way. We turn to you to receive you and dwell in you. Thank you for Jesus. I know now he dwells within me. I pray that you give us your wisdom to experience him fully within us. I pray for divine transformation in our lives. Fill us with your spirit so we can follow you and live for you. Give us your purpose that we can live and glorify you every single day. My life is not my own. I give it to you. Be with us. Cover us this week. Give us the strength, the patience, and the guidance. We commit our spirits into your hands. We pray that you fill our mind, our hearts, and thoughts until, until there's none of us and only all of you. We believe that you will move in a mighty way in our lives. We thank you in advance for the way that you will move us over the next week. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. All in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. So with that, let's come to a close. Thank you again for joining me today and listening to the message here today. This week, this week, you will receive absolute blessings because God, God is there and you have his unconditional love. He's going to carry you in ways that you never thought was possible. Yes, my friends, you've heard the good news today and I hope you felt his presence in some way in some areas of your life today. And if so, all I ask is that you share this message with five of your friends or just share it five times. It can be friends, family, whoever you want to share it with. But just share it with that many blessings. Amen.